0: Boys, if they went down the ground, this could be six as well. It's a big in, it's a good Straight down the ground, almost into the dressing room. And that tells the story. What an innings this is. What a units has been slaughtered. Coach Top. Today's guest is the editor of the newly formed Wisden India, Dilip Premchandran. We'll be talking about the goals and objectives of Wisden India, how they intend to compete for the cricket fans' interest in India, and how they may be different from their parent organization, Wisden, and their new website, etc. Welcome to the show, Dilip. I assume it's a pretty hectic time there with the uh, recent website launch.
1: been doing since February, so it's been fun. And now now we're actually out there in a beta version, People have had their opinions, and we've taken a lot of those on board. So over the coming days and weeks, you'll see lots of changes.
0: Why uh, Wisden India? Why now? And uh, how will it be different from the parent Wisdom Almanac itself?
1: I, I think it will be very different from the parent uh, organization, if you want to call it that, uh, simply because the, the market that we're addressing is completely different. Why now? Because I think most people accept that India is the center of the cricket world right now, both in commercial terms and in terms of the number of people watching, the number of people that follow the sport. Uh, I don't think anyone can afford to ignore that. So I, th- I think, yeah, this is a good time. I mean, internet connectivity in India has improved out of sight over the last few years. When com, uh, the previous incarnation started in around 2001, 2002, uh, when that happened, uh, the Internet wasn't all pervasive in India. You basically had it in a uh, few of the big cities, in the smaller towns. And even in the cities, the connection speeds were terrible. So it wasn't, so, it wasn't as though people logged in every morning to check their news online, which, which has become customary, at least among a certain section of society now.
0: In uh, your to India launch speech, you mentioned, and I quote, we intend to listen to the fans because we believe they matter. So what are your initial steps you've, that you've taken regarding this stated goal and what can we expect from the, in the future?
1: Well, the first steps that we've taken immediately post-launch are to listen to what the fans are saying, whether that's directly to us on Twitter or Facebook or through fan forums that we've been following. Uh, that's mainly been on the look and feel what fans have Uh, liked about the look and feel, what they don't like. Several of those changes have already been implemented. Several more are on the way. Basically, we are very keen to have a website that uh, represents the fan, and that's not just the Indian fan, the cricket fan, that uh, is is fun for them to use, that gives them greater interactivity, that they can eventually personalize completely according to their interests. For example, if you're a, a If you're a fan who's just into the Chennai Super Kings in India and doesn't necessarily want to see New Zealand, Zimbabwe headlines high up on his page, we will eventually allow you to do that. So those kind of things are... A lot of those things are not going to happen today or tomorrow. I must emphasize that. But that's part of the long-term goal, to give you something that will be tailored to your specific need. I, I don't want to think of fans as one... Big lump because we know that's not the case. You and I, uh, if we're just just taking two individuals, our interests within cricket might be drastically
0: different. You mentioned uh, about uh, Wisden in the, in the earlier version where uh, the uh, WisdenCrickInfo.com, and it had uh, phalanx of uh, writers amongst which a lot of them were Indian as well, and you were one of those. Yeah. Before, they were Cricinfo was bought off by ESPN and become ESPN fo do you think Western missed a chance for entering the Indian market at a much earlier time?
1: Maybe they did, but I, I, that's not a call I'm really equipped to make because I'm, I'm not a businessman. I'm not somebody with a head for these things. Uh, those kind of strategic calls are for other people to make. And I'm, I'm not sure of the reasons why it didn't work at the time, but uh, about com, the original website, the one thing I can say is that we had a lot of very good writing and writers on there. The reason it didn't work out was probably because India wasn't ready yet for that, in, especially in terms of connectivity.
0: Hmm. What kind of talent have you assembled together for Wisdom India, writing we, talent? We,
1: we believe we've got a very strong in-house editorial team. I've got Anand Vasu heading the website. He's the managing editor. He's come over from Sports Illustrated. I've got R. Kaushik, who uh, has probably covered more test matches in One Day Internationals than any other active Indian journalist right now. He's been on the road pretty much since 1996. He's done five World Cups and more than 100 India test matches. I've got uh, Shamya Dasgupta, who's come over, who was previously sports editor of NewsX uh, TV channel. And uh, Saurabh Somanis come over from Um I'll write when I can. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, we've got Suresh Menon in charge of the Almanac, uh, the first edition, which you'll see in November. So in-house talent-wise, I think we can compete with pretty much anyone.
0: How do you intend to catch up in that race for uh, readers' interests with other cricket publications, magazines, and websites in India and as well as, you know, around the world. But, you know, you can address within India because that's your biggest market.
1: Yeah, I think in the long run, there is no secret to that. I mean, you will live and die by your content. Uh, If your writing or the way you present it or the way your page is laid out is not attractive to people or doesn't appeal to people, then you're going to sink without a trace. That's what the internet has taught us over the past 15, 20 years. A lot of people have had good content. They maybe haven't known how to present it properly or they haven't known how to reach across to the reader. Uh, All these things matter. And I think uh, the one thing we can focus on is is our writing. Make sure that that's as good as possible. Make sure that it's as free of bias. I don't think anyone can be completely free of bias, but we'll try as far as we can to stay clear of, uh, you know, being accused of peddling any particular line or agenda. Uh, the second thing is to make a site that's accessible to everyone, that, that's both fun and informative and most importantly, one that interacts with, with the fan. Uh, I, I think interactivity is something that we'll be focusing on a lot over the coming months. I've spoken to you at length over uh, a separate project, which I won't bring up now. <laughs> but but uh, th- there are very many things we're looking at in that regard, whether that's fan blogs or you know just getting fan feedback about the look and feel of the site, what they'd like to see in terms of content. I'm not saying All of that will be implemented right away. But in in phases, most of those requests are being taken on board.
0: Right. Let's get to the Almanac side of it. Uh, You said uh, it's coming up in November. um, And that's going to be your, basically, the main output, uh, in a lack of a better word.
1: It's our main print publication.
0: Um, So how are you similar or different from Wisden Almanac? Sorry to belabor the point.
1: We are, we are completely different. I mean, when you see the uh, Almanac in November, the layout may be the same in the sense the size might be the same. Uh, we may follow the same format in terms of having the notes from the editor and, and detailed scorecards and all that. But in terms of content, you will see next to no crossover at all. It, it's very much... An almanac that is tailored to the, uh, to the Indian subcontinent and to India in particular.
0: Question from uh, Cricketing Buddha. There was the uh, Australian version of the Wisdom Almanac. Which yeah. was, and given its demise at the height of Aussie uh, cricketing powers, is there a concern for the longevity of the Indian brand?
1: Uh, Not really, no, because I think the numbers you're talking about in Australia are far, far fewer, uh, whereas the number of uh, cricket fans, I I, I think you'll see more cricket fans packed into Chepok on one busy afternoon than there are probably in, probably more than the population of a small Australian town. So I'm not really worried about that. No, the numbers are completely different.
0: All right. Let me uh, briefly address the website. So... How does your website that you recently launched play into the ambitions of Western uh, India? You know, we already have so many different websites covering cricket from so many different perspectives within India. And, you'll, and this is a question uh, from Labert Chapel as well. Wants to know, you know, how does one survive running a parallel cricket website when you have uh, huge, you know, cricket portals like uh, Cricket Info and others around?
1: That's a good question, actually, and uh, like I I said earlier, you will live and die by your content, and we're quite sure about that, that if we're not up to scratch fairly early on, uh, we won't last, and and that's true of any site, because you've already got Crick Info out there with, I think, 20 million unique users plus every month, and then you've got a lot of others which are fairly established, like Cricket Next and uh, uh, many others, actually, so... It it boils down to what you can offer the reader, and I believe if our writing is strong enough and if we break enough stories, if we analyze stories the right way, do it better than others, then we will have a readership. And I'm not necessarily saying that uh, readers will leave other websites, but they may read both of us together.
0: How, how does um, having this website play into your overall goal as an establishment? You are a, once a, you know you're an annual public publisher, basically of the almanac, and you have uh, even with the Wisden uh, almanac, you have, they have the Wisden extra, where basically trying to engage uh, the readership, not just once a year but on a more regular basis. So, do you have anything of that sort in the pipeline as well?
1: Yes, we do, and you'll see the first of those out by the 30th of June. Uh, I, I won't say what it is, but uh, it's, it's definitely aimed at the Indian market, and you will see that out there by the end of the month. What, what is the relevance of the website for a, uh, for an Almanac publisher? I think it's hugely relevant because... Uh, the world is moving more and more towards new media, and I don't just mean websites. I mean, I, I mean Twitter, Facebook, uh, all those other things that I've, I've, I'm barely familiar with, like Pinterest and all of that. <laughs> uh, I mean, a lot of my juniors know far more about that than I do, but uh, I, I think that's the future, and if you ignore that, then you just get left behind.
0: Okay. Here is a question from uh, Srikanth. How do you position yourself in covering the non-glamorous cricket within India? A lot of the websites and other cricket outlets spend a lot of time and effort covering you know, mainly the Indian cricket team and the IPL, but very little has been spoken about the uh, age group cricket in India, the women's cricket in India, and even to an extent um, the domestic tournament, the Ranji Trophy. So will uh, within India follow established patterns or... Will they actually do what a cricketing publication should be focusing on, which is the actual cricket, uh, the nuts and bolts of it, at different levels?
1: We will be focusing on cricket at every level, uh, starting with schools. We are in the process of talking with a few sponsors about how we cover schools' cricket even. But uh, to address Srikant's question directly, How will we cover domestic cricket and less glamorous cricket? I I think you can already see something of an answer on the Wisden India site Uh, in terms of our coverage of the India 8 tour. There are obviously a few glitches. We've been having trouble getting access to the full scorecard and all that. But we've tried to have a report up every day. We previewed the tour in detail. We had interviews with players before they left. We'll keep doing that throughout the one month that the players are in the Caribbean. And one of the reasons why I hired the people that I've done uh, is people like Kaushik in particular have not just covered over 100 India Test matches, they've covered dozens and dozens of Ranji Trophy games, the Trophy games. So they know what it's like to be out there. And it's important to give those tournaments the visibility that they deserve. And I think you can rest assured that come the start of the Indian season with the Irani Trophy, we will definitely be up there in terms of coverage.
0: And uh, any uh, focus on women's cricket?
1: Yes. Uh, women's cricket is something that I'm, uh, I'm very keen on promoting through the website. We'll be having a fortnightly column, which won't necessarily be restricted to an Indian uh, writer, but we, we plan to rotate it between... Uh, a cricketer based in Australia, one based in England, and one in India. But it will be a fortnightly thing where they talk about the issues that women, women's cricket faces, uh, what the uh, solutions are, and how they can be helped. All those things will be
0: discussed, yes. And uh, the uh, ball-by-ball commentary, is that going to be a significant part of your website?
1: Uh, for the moment, it's automated. We, we're getting a feed from a, a service provider, and we're using that. But uh, by the time the Indian season starts, and definitely in time for the India test matches, in, in, uh, which start in August, I think, last week of August, uh, by then you will have uh, ball-by-ball commentary, at least for the India games. And in future, as our staff strength increases, we'll have uh, ball-by-ball for each of the important matches featuring at least the Asian teams and perhaps the marquee test matches like the Ashes.
0: Okay. There's one last question from Clueless Victory.
1: I love the name.
0: (laughs) This is more from the perspective of you as a writer. Yeah. You know, you generally, in all your articles and posts, generally there's a reference to um, football. Um, Okay. In most of your cricket articles. Um, Yeah. So what, according to you, is one most important thing that uh, cricket can learn from football?
1: That's a tough one. I think uh, right now, I mean, given the 2020 leagues that are mushrooming all over the world, I think the one thing that cricket needs to do, and this is a discussion I had with a fan this morning in response to something I had written earlier this week. Uh, We were talking about contracts and how... Okay, right now you have somebody like Kevin Peterson on a central contract, but that's just valid for one year, and these central contracts are reassessed after each year. That's true for India. It's true for Australia. It's true for most countries. Now, what he was saying is that, fine, you're saying that, uh, you know, players should only play for one or two T20 franchises to prevent complete chaos. But then where's the security? Because the the central contracts are only valid for a year. Suppose somebody does not knee and is out for two years, then what? And and I think that's a very valid question because tomorrow, if, uh, if a Lionel Messi wrecks his knee playing for Barcelona, his contract is, I think, valid till 2015 or longer. So he's covered for that long. Uh, which is not the case for the Kevin Peterson or a Chris Gale or an MS Zoni or any big name that you think of. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if cricket is serious about keeping the big players in the international game, then it really needs to relook the contract system, make players more secure, make international cricket as rewarding as the 2020 leagues. And particularly in the case of India, I don't see why that's not possible because the board has a lot of money but you compare the money that Dhoni is making from the IPL to what he uh, gets from playing 100 days for India, and there's no comparison. And I don't think that's right. I think that's something that uh, cricket needs to take very seriously indeed. Excellent.
0: On that note, uh, thanks for coming on the show, Dilip. It was a pleasure talking to you, and I wish you the very best with uh, Wisden India. My pleasure. Thanks. as well it's a big, it's a big straight down the ground almost into the dressing room and that tells the story what an innings this is what our eunus has been slaughtered coach top